Come on up, Ted. Come on up. Check, 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 check. Call him Ted or Kid? <laughs> Call him Ted. Okay. I sure did. Did you say it's Tit? Tit. Come on up, Tit. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. When I was, uh, um, <laughs> when I lived with my grandparents, um, my, uh, the summer of my sophomore year in college, and I had a friend who used to love to make me embarrassed. And uh, he called uh, the house one time, and I was just, I was sleeping, and I heard my grandmother answer the phone, and, and she came in, uh, knocked on my door, and she said, Teddy, someone just called and asked for tit. Is the tip there? <laughs> so, he knew it was him, and he never, never admitted to it. So we're, we're not the first to call you tip. No. I don't think we actually did. did no, we? we didn't, but it would have been fun. <laughs> we didn't, but we did. it just, it's natural for me to hear it. Absolutely. Well, good. Good. We'll keep calling you that. Because I think that's the affliction of multiple names, Ted. What's up? I wonder if that's the affliction of multiple names, Ted. They sort of like, what did you say, Ted? So uh, let me get something sort of like, uh, this just occurred to me, I wasn't even planning on asking about this, but I remember when I first started following you on Twitter that, I'm just going to say four words, and I, I'm just going to let you go to this. Okay, Children of the Corn. Part two. Okay, so tell these guys, because I don't think they know this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was just out of college, I've been out of college for about a year, 91. Um, I'd studied theater the last two years in college, and, and then I had an agent in Norfolk, Norfolk Virginia, um, uh, where I was living at the time, and I, tell me if I'm, I don't know. No, keep going. going. This is good. Keep uh, going. I'm going to actually, I'm going to get um, When were you in Norfolk? I was in Norfolk, uh, 86 to 90. Oh, okay. We used to play down there a bunch. Really? After, after that, the place called Relative Theory Records. Oh, yeah, uh, that sounds really familiar to me. It's, it's a cool shop. It's not there anymore, but okay. uh, it's a good shop. Where were you if you were going to college? I went to Old Dominion University. Oh, very good. Yeah. ODU. Yeah, very good. Exactly. Nice. Um, anyway, so. And, and so, uh, yeah, the, the last two years I, I was doing a lot of theater. And um, anyway, I got an audition and Long story short, uh, I ended up in a, in a sequel to Children of the Corn, which was Children of the Corn Part Two, The Final Sacrifice. And I played Mordecai, who was like, I don't know if you remember Malachi from the first one. Did you ever see the first one? I always wanted to, but I never did, honestly. I remember, I actually saw it in the theater. He was like a, he's long red hair. Uh, Courtney Gaines is the actor that played him. He's very recognizable just because he's Wait, Courtney's a dude? <laughs> yeah. What? Courtney is a yeah. dude. And he, he, he's a bad dude. So I was like the Malachi of the... Uh, you can come in. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're just... Uh, we're just hanging out. Please, feel free. Come on in. Um, I was like the, 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 the bad kid, the second in command bad kid. Okay. Of the How old uh, I was <laughs> 21 or 22 at the time, but I was playing like... Yeah, seventeen. Well, you could still play seventeen. I want to be. I want to be honest. No, with that's you. very flattering. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, see, I thought maybe when I saw that, I thought maybe you were a child actor, like it was like a, you were like thirteen. Or you, something. No, you're not the only one who's thought that. Yeah. No, no. 
I don't think it's on your Twitter profile anymore. Like a top bridges type. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Minus the crack. Um, I often start the aspect of top bridges. Yeah, the most interesting aspect of top bridges is his drug addiction. Um, <laughs> so I like to start uh, sometimes when we're doing these podcasts uh, with reading some favorite tweets because we meet a lot of people on Twitter who we want to be who are interested in want to talk to. So I'm going to read. I literally this sounds so sycophantic, but I could read through your entire timeline. Your your hit level, your quality level, is astonishingly high. Oh, that's very. It's kind like of I don't know if I want to use this as an example. This Todd Bridges is who you're going to bring. Oh, exactly. Right now. See, there you go, right there. Look at the wit. No, I was going to say Rob Delaney, who who is really funny. Mm-hmm. It hits hits pretty hard. Although at times he kind of he kind of bugs me. But anyway, whatever. Uh, so I just picked a few recently when I was going through. So. You have the, well, some of my favorite ones were the science hashtag. <laughs> so, I can break my wrist with a hammer, exclamation point, hashtag science. <laughs> At night, all the kitty cats go poo-poo on the beach, hashtag science. <laughs> and I shared this one with these guys, Mike Huckabee made of chewing gum, your move, our world. <laughs> and this was just a few days ago. What was my reply to that? Oh, you were going into yeah, Ironically, a, I read, Matt forwarded that one to us. Ironically, I read that uh, while walking into Chick-fil-A. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you go. Wow. And I'm sorry we have mics and you don't, but we'll sh- I'll share no, this in a minute. That's why I'm shouting. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this was from, actually, I'll be specific. This is from the 6th of October at 10.13 a.m. You remember oh, this one? I, 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 wow. I might. I don't know. I, I hope you know. This is wild. I'm meaning like they would be weird, but here's this is wild stuff. Buffs. Buffs that I am, colon. History, film, hand warmers, parentheses, muff, show enough, Jeff, pneumatic tube at the bank, starlight, nickel-plated sea eagle statue, and snuff. So, you know, that's just pretty awesome. Snuff buff, starlight buff, nickel-plated sea eagle statue buff. I want to show on the uh, pneumatic tube. I like those as well. Oh, They're like a trip back in time. It's just fascinating. I, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough where that I used to go to the, um, the drive-in bank sure, banking yeah. system with my parents or my grandparents and, and uh, do the transactions with the pneumatic. And then, they, and then you'd get it back and there'd be a lot like pop in there sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You had to kind of empty it out like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jam full of lollipops. Because I have actually, all my parents had in their account was lollipops. They didn't, <laughs> we didn't trade normal currency. Can I draw seven lollipops, please? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mortgages do. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 lollipops. Um, so what... What's in Morty Croft, were they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What's your... Uh, I mean, I know you're a writer, but like... What else do you do? What do you do for... Well, I, for a day job, I work at Vanity Fair magazine. I, I work as a fact checker in the research department. And then uh, uh, I, wrote, I write uh, humorous type things. I have a couple books I've written, and um, I do stand-up and perform music videos and comedy videos. Yes, which we'll talk about more. Um, Twins talking, which is pretty brilliant. Um, but what's funny is, I was thinking about this the other night, like, I still think of Twitter as a new thing, and in a relative sense, especially for people our age, it is a new thing. It hasn't been around that long. Totally. But at the same time, it's so entrenched, it, it feels 
it's part of you move so fast, it feels boring to say like, oh, Twitter is so weird, isn't it weird how we all talk? You know, it's like, well, yeah, we do that. That's just, we've all adjusted, we're good. We understand that, but how, how did your, uh, I mean, I know about you by, from Twitter. You have, have 20,000 Twitter followers, which is a lot. Um, does that really help you find an audience or your audience? I mean, I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a strange. It's a strange thing. Um, you know, I've uh, been on for a few years, and, uh, you know, I started it, like, it's, Twitter's like monopoly money. You know, it's like, it, it, it means something, and then sometimes it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. But, but like, um, it's been a great writing exercise for me. Like, it helps me kind of, kind of, it's, it's maybe a better joke writer in a lot of ways, but it's also been a great way to like be, like totally put my sensibility out there and, and get a validation like that there's people that really, that, that like it, you know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not for, I'm not everybody's cup of teeth is what I like to say. <laughs> because, you know, not everybody uh, gets, gets it. But, but, What's that like? But those who do seem to really yeah, dig right. it, you know. So it's like, um, it's been pretty cool. It's uh, it's been a nice kind of validating type thing. Sorry, um, we're just yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's coming. That usually the door slams here. So she was very thoughtful. Mm, mm -hmm. So symbolically or otherwise. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. You know, it's I'm I, I'm a middle school English teacher, and I write some. We're all sort of writers in different ways, not necessarily like. Poets or whatever, but I mean, I don't know. I write at work. You write at work a lot. Michael's a lawyer, writes at work a lot. I write a lot of emails and I tweet a lot. And you oh, write songs. You write, oh, yeah, Michael, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 what am I saying? Sometimes, Michael. sometimes at my law job. So, yeah. 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 Hey, shh. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. So, uh, anyway, one of the things I, I think is most <clears throat> important for a writer is, and you're not going to find this in middle school kids very often, but is voice. The notion of voice. And I think that that's. You can find that in almost, you know, if you practice in any genre or whatever, you're gonna, if you really push yourself and you get good at it, you're gonna find your voice. And uh, it's interesting how you have to find your voice even in Twitter, on Twitter when there's 140 characters. You can tell when people are starting out, you know, even if they're people I know who are really funny, they're starting out and they're, it's the same process as it is with any other creative process where they start out and they're imitating. They're imitating other people and they're using kind of tired hashtags. Well, if, if you want to, uh... If you want to expand on that a little bit, we have a friend uh, who's very bright, uh, very literate, and you made the observation uh, <laughs> a while ago that he has a Twitter personality on Facebook. That's exactly So uh, go ahead and uh, expand on that a little bit. Well, he's got voice, and he loves word games, and he loves puns, and like just goofy things that I love too, but I often resist if they're just too corny, whatever. It's fine, but he does it on Facebook. And it's funny how the platform informs your perception of that. Because on Facebook, it comes across very clunky and like goofy. And you're also looking, there's a ranking system, right? Because it's likes and comments, and like, ah, oh, this poor guy, like. Oh, interesting, you know? But on Twitter, like, certainly you can see if it gets favorites, but if it doesn't, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sit there on Facebook, I'm like, nobody responds, I'm like, fuck you. You know? <laughs> you are my real friends, you exactly. know? Or not. I, and I'm a casual user of Twitter. 
Twitter that I don't notice. I mean, the, 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 the forwards. You're not two hours a day like me, yeah. No, not two hours a month. I mean, I don't do much. I haven't seen you on in. I pop on occasionally, or somebody, I get an email that somebody's following me, so I feel obligated to say something pithy, you know, so I get on, you know, like, he has a lisp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so you're angry at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am pissed. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's but I, I don't have so, but, but, that, but there's no, there's not the same kind of value judgment as there is in Facebook, which isn't a total value judgment, not like the pitchfork rating system, but it's still, <laughs> you know, it's still a little, bit, yeah, a little fascist, you know, like, oh, no likes, uh, bomb, you know. Yep, and it's funny we're using mics, but why not? We started. So, um, yeah. but at the same, I, I do see that. It's kind of embarrassing, and sometimes. Can everybody hear us out there? Anyway, it's interesting to watch people's voice develop, and it took me a long time to develop a voice, and I still don't think I have a super inimitable voice. I think I'm probably, to a certain degree, and this is a different point, it's interesting as you go around the people who are really, really funny on Twitter, and you're one of them. Like, it's it, it's a reality check. Because, I mean, I get decent laughs from people around me. No problem. It's not really a big problem. But, man, on there, it is, it's a tough audience, right? I mean, or at least it depends on who's reading, who's on Twitter at the time, certainly. Because I've had tweets where I'm like, this is, this, this kills. <laughs> yeah. This is amateur. Where I'm literally almost like, I'm afraid of screwing it up when I'm typing it in. It's <laughs> so good, right? And I'm rereading, I'm like, send them, like, just waiting. <laughs> And like, yeah. there's one favorite, like 12 hours a day, like, shit, what the? Come on, my top drawer stuff. It is, I'm blaming the audience, but. No, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been there. A lot of times, like, the stuff I love the most, the, the tweets I love the most aren't the ones that necessarily get favorited the most or whatever. But you also have to remember that there's a, there's a, a window. Twitter is, you know, there's a window of time where, you know, it's like, a certain number of people are exposed to your tweets. I mean, you may have so many followers, but it's like, you know, not everybody has you on the list, or not everybody goes to their, you know, their whole timeline and sees what they've missed. People miss it, you know? It's, it, it's, There's no question about it. I think it's also, it is a different, you could be a very funny person, you could be a very funny writer, and not have a Twitter voice ever. It's a different skill set. And what it reminds me of a little bit is, is the, uh, the back of the New Yorker? We've talked about this before. The caption, the caption, the caption contest, which yeah. I couldn't. Now some of the some of the winners, some of the things that the finalists aren't very good, but a lot of times it's stuff like, wow, that's really funny, that's really clever. Wouldn't even occur to you know. It's like I just can't. I look at that stuff. I don't. My brain goes blank. I thought of one funny one once, and it never went anywhere. Fact is, you know, I'm just not. That's not my funny. I I, I know that that's not. And Twitter is the same way. I think you know. Now I haven't. Pride, and so you can say, "Well, you made it the effort." Well, it, it is true, and I have the same hang-up on the um, caption contest thing, where it's just my brain does not work. It's working in reverse there, and I think people think, "Do you read these?" You know what I'm talking more. Oh yeah, about? there was a there was a, a, a certain window of time where I was kind of really into it, and then, but then uh, being an employee of the company, I'm, I'm not. Oh, uh, right, right. I'm not eligible to, to, so. I'm not eligible because I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, so. We're qualitative, we're qualitative, comedically eligible. Yeah. But, um, but right cool. before that, I, I remember there was a time when I was, I, I'm sure I tried it, and, uh, but yeah, that is a specific, and that was before Twitter, so that, you know, that is a very specific kind of 
Thank you. Yeah, but it's just it was interesting for Michael. I me the same thing, and I think it was just relatively, relatively quick-witted. I mean, reasonably so. And then, but we just sucked at that, and I still do it. I'll just look at that picture and be like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. And there's something. I mean, if you, if I really sat down and thought about it, there's something about it. If you think hard enough about anything, you figure out anything works. And there's some missing link there, something in reverse. It's also a genre with, with which you are very familiar. New Yorker cartoons, you probably have, I think you probably do have a pretty finely tuned <laughs> sense right. of what makes them funny, why they're funny, uh, the multiple levels on which they're funny. Yeah. Yet, composing one yourself is a non-starter. Sure. Yeah, it's different to, to flip through and read them and respond to them, and then, and then also when you're presented with something, you know, if it's not an organic, you know, you didn't draw it, you didn't have the idea of it, but you're asked to uh, contribute to this, this yeah. thing that already exists. So, yeah. to some people that's uh, freedom, but other people, I think, yeah, it's, not, not as much. Well, in a different direction, maybe you can tell us what your experience is. I think a lot of our humor. When we, we, when we were really honestly funny, it's con contextual. It's contextual. And, yes. and, and a, a caption is, here's the picture, there's no context, and of course Twitter's even more so, it's an island. And it has to sort of, beginning, the beginning, middle, and end of the joke is right there in that little thing. So, you know, and right. you kind of... The beginning you, being the most important thing, though. that's where context comes in. But you, you create, create your own. Already done. You create your own, right? You know, right. And so we, we often, you know, you know, a lot of times we crack ourselves up, whatever, like we laugh at our, our repetition. Something like that, you know, oh, it's take time. Now when you, so you've kind of mastered this this form, and I, I, you know, I think, do you find that is what suits your sense of humor best, or are you equally comfortable doing other kinds Twitter. of stuff? Twitter, but just the short form sort of like jab. Or, do you, or is, that, is that something that you think is kind of your strong suit and the other stuff doesn't come as easily or, 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 or otherwise? Ah, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I think it's become a stronger suit, you know, in the time we've been doing it. But, but I've kind of, you know, I mean, I use the same tropes on Twitter. You know, I, have, I mean, every once in a while I'll come up with new stuff, but I also, there's, there's formulas in my own head, you know, that's like there's different little you know, lists or things that, you know, sometimes... Uh, yeah, they're kind of like templates, I mean. And yeah. I'm not saying for you or for anybody. Like, no. a certain thing where you're like, I mean, that list, you just... You Joe formulas, you know. Snuff buff. What's that? Snuff buff. Yeah. Snuff buff. <laughs> Show enough buff. Show enough, Jeff. Dramatic too with the bank buff. Well, when you sit down to be creative, you do have a sort of a, a, a door that you walk in and put your, you know, hang your coat up and you sort of start. And that doesn't mean you're going to end up anywhere you recognize. But... I tend to have starting points that are familiar to me when writing, when writing music, and I would think that if I wrote jokes, I'd have a starting point that's familiar, even if I was going to step off in something unfamiliar, the openings sort of... Yeah, no, I, I, well, I think for me there are several starting points, and, and I, I, one thing that's, like, I, I'm not always a traditional joke teller, where one thing I enjoy on Twitter is that there's, for me, Personally, what makes what I find funny is it's not necessarily a punchline. Sometimes it's just painting an image, and uh, you know, it's I often invent fake relatives 
you know, and, and these situations that they're in. And it's almost like just painting this weird 140-character picture of, like, you know, my ex-step-cousin Neil and what happened in the treehouse. You know, and it, so it's not necessarily, like, you know, joke, you know, set-up punchline. Right. It's more like just, like, for me, I think it's a lot of times, like, just putting, like, self-deprecating or putting myself in weird situations or just, like, Asking the reader, can you imagine this? Can you imagine me in this weird situation? Can you imagine this weird situation? Picture this, picture this. Uh, that, that to me has always been hilarious, you know, funny. To me, a lot of what is funny to me is just like riffing, making up like weird situations. Like, imagine this, you know, like just. Well, and kind of, if I may say so, I'm sorry, jump in, Julie. No, yeah. I was just going to say, his tweets to me are like little stories. Um, and, and it makes me think of the Staples collection and what you used to do with that. And it's sort of how your mind works, I think. Um, Which I should explain was when I, for a good number of years, uh, I moved to New York in 93, and for, for about 10 or 11 years, I worked as a messenger. Not a cool messenger on a bike, but like a foot messenger for a foreign currency exchange. But I, I used to go to lots of hotels and galleries and pick up cash and uh, walked and took the subway all around the city. But when cash, I, Oh, yeah, you know, a little of the devil's dandruff, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. But uh, one thing I used to do to kind of, you know, I'd find myself with some time here and there, and I used to go to Staples office supply stores, and and I used to, this was obviously, I'm dating myself a bit, uh, uh, pre-internet, there was, they used to have um, typewriter demo stations. So, you know, what's that? Word processors. Word processors, but, you know, typewriters. And, um, there, you know, you always see the lazy brown fox jump or whatever, you know, these people. But I would go in there and I would give myself 10, 15 minutes to write just a, just improv a, you know, a short story, you know, a paragraph. And, uh, and just leave it and just hoping like somebody would, somebody might happen upon this. Somebody might see this. And eventually I started taking it out, taking it over to the copy demo copying a copy for myself and then putting it back in the, 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 the typewriter. And then faxing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, oh, uh, Western Union, like we were talking about. That's right. right. Here's a joke. Stop. Here's another joke. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Sorry. Please. Please stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I eventually had this collection of writing that I called the Staples. Papers and the Staples collection, which uh, I self-published, you know, to basically Xerox about thirty copies. But it was just, just all writing I'd done in Staples. Well, which, you know, was there ever? A, I mean, you hear about a, like grade school projects where uh, everyone puts their message in a bottle and tosses it out into the ocean, and one kid in five million hears back from a, a farmer in New Zealand. Did you ever see evidence anywhere? Of, uh, hey, wait a minute, that's from my Staples project. Um, I went to New Zealand. No, I, I, no, I never did. I never, I never did. Um, so I really, it's, it's kind of a... I, but that's the whole point. That's, that's art. You put it out there and you, that's, that's not yours anymore. That's what's beautiful about it. 
That's, yeah, no, I was that's totally... That's the nature of it. I mean, yeah, if I may, I mean, that's that's what we do, absolutely. You send these messages in a model, sure, you send yeah. these yeah. these things out there, and you hope somebody connects with it. Some other people do, we should write a song about that. We should. Oh, yeah. It's a chord progression I wanted yeah. to play for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I learned that in a magazine. Yeah, exactly. I actually did. Oh, did you? Yeah, guitar player? Um, yes, guitar, guitar for the practicing musician. Oh, nice. Oh. All right, so, yeah. All right, so we're going to play a couple we're more songs. We're going to play two more songs, yeah. and then come back to this whole... We'll come back to this. Excellent. Might as well... Oh, yeah, uh, this goes. And that goes to Michael. Might as well...
Well, childbirth is somebody, I think it's certainly an English term, a UK term, for somebody who uses their job to pump themselves up or manipulate people, uh, somebody who's self-important uh, because of their job.
do it. Yeah. yeah. I want to get back to what you're saying, like you're talking about writing on Twitter and like creating the scenarios and putting, I think you're saying this, like putting people in totally ridiculous situations. I mean, these kind of characters. Yeah, kind of imaginary, like, yeah, just imagine this, just picture paint right. these weird scenarios. So basically like kind of fucking with context again, which I think is the funniest thing ever. I like radically decontextualized things. I mean, radically. And the more like it makes, the less sense it makes, the funnier it is. Like fucking Rosa Luxemburg decontextualized. I don't know. Very radical. Is that right? Yes. I don't know. Okay. Julia gets it. What's that? Yeah, she does. I mean, she's just being polite. I don't really know. Famous, she's a famous radical. A famous what? Radical. Oh, okay. All right. Like that. Um, this is kind of like the New Yorker caption contest of this podcast. Right now. <laughs> um, but, well, I was thinking of a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, right? I mean, Mark Twain said something along those lines. Like, that's all you have to do is, like, take somebody, who? some type of character. What? Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was a famous radical, okay? But anyway, put, take a character and take him out of their context and like, and try to, have them try to figure out what's going on. Now, obviously, you're not doing like all the story elements in the plot now as you do that 140 characters, but it's implied, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's, a, that's, that's that, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. It's, it's, I mean, it's definitely like just, just, I'm just attracted to the bizarre. And so anything that is so bizarre. What's that? No offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife Julie is here. <laughs> um, but you know, anytime and surprise, and anytime I can take a format, a joke format, and um, you know, twist it up at the end, or add something that is is a surprise, or just you know, I, I just I love that. And and a lot of the the stand up that I do, and I'm not, I don't call myself a I mean. I'm not a stand-up, even though I've, I've been doing it for a, a couple of years, but I, you know, uh, what I do is, is very, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's different. It, does, it's, it, it doesn't always, it doesn't always hit, but it makes me laugh because it's just, it's awkward, it's, it's weird, and it's a lot of times about injecting these kind of scenarios and, into, you know, putting them out there and making people imagine something that they're not expecting. Right. Well, let's talk about stand-up then. You've only been doing it a couple of years, which I'm impressed by because I think we're the same age. You graduated from college in 1990, 45. Yep, okay. 45. 1968. Yep. What's the date? Let's go ahead. August 24th. Okay. What about you? So he's older, so he can. He can I'm fucking care. older than you. <laughs> Where, what's yeah. the date, dude? April 1st. April 1st. Go ahead. Go ahead. We well, no, it's right. We got uh, married on April 2nd. We tried to get married on April 1st, but it was a Sunday. Uh, this was 2001, and uh, and we couldn't. But well, we wanted. Well, we wanted. We were just going to the courthouse. The courthouse yeah. isn't open on, uh, yeah. on oh, Sunday. Okay. I thought it was because it's my birthday. Right. Well, yes, yeah. out of respect for Thank you. you. Well, uh, that's all I asked. You know, there, there can only be one joke. Yeah. Third birthday. So that's pretty bold because one of the challenges I find with creating things, at least as you get a little bit older, is like, it's harder to think of starting anew in some new forum because you know what it is to suck. And when you're young, you know this, when you're young, uh, you just think everything's great and then you slowly learn that it's not because people tell you it's not. And then you go through this whole process and years and years and years of working at it 
And it's hard to be conscious of the fact that something is, you know, if, if I moved to stand-up comedy or Michael did or whomever, like, you're starting from square one. You're going to make a shitload of mistakes, but you're aware of it. When you're younger, you're not. So I'm impressed by that. Did you, were you intimidated by that? Did you ignore it? Did you not think that? Or do you think, I got this enough that I can just pull this off? Well, no, I was always terrified. But, you know, I, I tried it once. We moved, I, I, I moved to New York in 93. And I consider myself being here for 20 years, even though we moved to L.A. for about a year in 2004, 2005. I tried to stand up once when I was out there. And it went pretty, it went okay. And then I, like just didn't do it again until a few years later. You know, I did sketch comedy for many years. I've always acted and performed, but I was always terrified to try it. And then I finally, it was in a position where I knew enough people where I didn't have to go and do open mics. I could just do already established shows. And I, so. Oh, I, so you started with a sympathetic audience, essentially. It, well, in, in, in some sense, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It wasn't but, just like, here's some guy and you get It wasn't just minutes. like, it wasn't comedians waiting to go up right. that had their name in a hat, you yeah, know, right. it was like already, you know, the cable access show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Although there's some great ones that have those. Well, there. unintentionally, it's not. No, I, there was, I won't get into it right now. There was one. Do you ever wipe your, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was yeah. Nice. This, we do label the podcast explicit, but I feel rude just launching into that. Anyway. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, it's a different thing. It's speaking true. radically decontextual. But what's the name of it? Just, no, well, just like, a, yeah, it was a DC. Public access. Go ahead, tell your story. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Channels. Fuck it. My brother, my brother-in-law is in town. We're flipping channels, and at the time we were like into cable access stuff. This is like 93, 94. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And there was a, there was a, there was a. We love. We all love the the cable access music shows because just the cheesiest shit you've ever seen in your life. Oh, oh, it's it's Just sat there and watched just pure hathos. But there was a comedy one. And I'm like, oh my god! It was like cringing pain. This one guy gets up, and he and he he's just kind of looks kind of just I don't know. He's kind of seen these. Did you ever take a dump and have to wipe your whole ass? And we're like, that's fucking great. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, you fell off the couch. You yeah, know? it's not great. Jokes were funny. But that was hilarious. <laughs> right. well, I'm not putting down the camera. I can relate to that one. Hey, we've all been there. <laughs> Haven't we, everybody? It's funny because it's true. <laughs> um, well, just like Seinfeld. Exactly. So, do you talk about that, though? Like, when was the last time you did stand up and where was it? Last night. <laughs> no way, where? At uh, BAM, uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music, okay. and I have seen part of it. Uh, no, I, no, I was a, the, at the cafe, but they do this. Uh, they do this show called Get It Out There once or twice a month, and um, it was really interesting because it's a huge space, and it was it was it was filled in a good way. I mean, it wasn't packed, but but you know, I'm used to. I've done a lot of just smaller spaces, which uh, so it was. But I think it went pretty well. But it, as I said, it's just I don't do a typical stand-up set, so. You know, it's, I, I use a lot of my Twitter jokes in my stand-up set, and there's a lot of silence. You know, a lot of not silence. But I'm not afraid of silence. I'm not afraid to be still and, and awkward and kind of like, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a magnified version of my own awkward self. So it's you know, it almost is a character. You know, and it's these a lot of one-liners, but then I then I throw in these other weird things. What uh, if if you recall, what'd you open with? What was your first line? My first line was, uh, well, I, I was specific, to the, specific to the space, which was I didn't want, don't tell anybody, but I actually live here. 
And then I, and then I said, I, 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 I want, you know, there's a lot of single ladies in the house tonight. So, uh, you know, if, or there's a lot of beautiful ladies in the house tonight. And I just want to know if there's any single ladies out there that you should know that I'm kind of the bad boy of the homemade candle community. <laughs> um, but then it goes on, you know, but then I like to throw in weird stuff from there, you know, so it's like one line. Oh, weird stuff. It's, well, it's broken up yeah, with, right. like, yeah, not you know, impre impressions and, yeah. you know, which aren't impressions. Like these long, drawn-out setups, which end up being these weird, short nothings, and, you know, and tongue twisters, which are like, you know, start out as a sentence, but are a whole paragraph, and actually a story. You know, it just, it's so, it's different. Well, know. it sounds like the Twitter sensibility to do. Yeah, it without, is. Without the 140 character limit. No, it's very it's much that, you know. That's that's super cool. I wish I'd heard it, actually. Yeah. We, we, should we, we do need to wrap up. Okay. I've got a wrap-up question okay. based on... Okay, it's not going to reach very far. Wrap it up! What's your favorite Sabbath album? My favorite Sabbath album? That's a great question. Um, oh, but it's a tough one. Uh, whew. I don't want to. I don't want to take too long. Yeah, the other ones, but uh, <laughs> no, 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 I. It doesn't I, have to be your favorite for all eternity. I, you know what? I, I love Sabotage, um, which is like their fifth album. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, seventy to seventy-eight is is my period. I really just I, I love Ozzy, his voice, and that whole that combination of those four guys: Bill Ward, Geezer Butler, and Tony Iommi, and Ozzy. I, I, it's the true Sabbath for me. So yeah, more of a Kelly Osbourne guy, personally. <laughs> <laughs> She's hey. with them now, actually. Hey, different strokes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, back to Todd Bridges. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Right. But all those, anything from seventy to seventy-eight. Right on. No, uh, no love for the, right. no love for the Dio years. Hey, listen, I, I can appreciate Dio, totally. I, I can appreciate all of the I whole see, thing. I like the Dio, I like, I, yeah, I like Dio years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not... Dio, yeah, but, but no, totally it's not the real I mean, I mean uh, Mob Rules is a great album. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's not is. the same thing. It's just it's the, the voice quality is different. Do you want to disconnect that so it's feedback? Yes. Uh, so we'll just wrap this up with uh, Sabbath Rules. <laughs> well, I, that I, wasn't a joke. So and here's the song that Black Sabbath would have played if, if they uh, were over were overeducated, but to get away through school, took out lots of loans for graduate school. 